It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am live with you today. I've been uh, taking a little time off just for a few weeks because we had youth camp in July, and it's a very, very busy time. So we've been playing a lot of reruns for you, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. We've had some great shows for you. But today, we are live recording. I say live. (laughs) I am recording. But uh, anyway, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his kingdom. And that other voice that you just heard there just a few minutes ago is a person who's back on the show with us again. This is Brother Kez McCarvey, and he is the multi-area director for our Fellowship of Christian Athletes. How did I do on that? That's, that was great. That was great. Because <laughs> I told him I'd never heard of a multi-area director Yeah, we will, we will make up a name now. <laughs> we will give you a title. Kez McCarvey, it's good to have you back on the show again. Well, I'm excited and, uh, about being back. And it's, I don't know how many... How long it's been? Maybe a couple of years or whatever. And you've been the multi-area director here now for I think you just told me three years. Yeah, three, three years. years. Yep. And I have just kind of watched the process of this. Now, my and and all candor, my son works along with you. Yes. And so he tells me a lot of things, and also his children are involved in a lot of the events that you all are doing, such yeah. as soccer, yeah, basketball. Now, these are all new since you've been part of the. Yeah. Now. To me, that's that's tremendous. Now, when you first became the multi-area director, did you see this? Or, uh, <laughs> no, not really. You know, honestly, when I first got involved, I was being obedient. You know, sometimes when you just, you know, I felt like God was telling me, hey, you need to be involved with this. And and so I was being obedient, and I couldn't see it. I was just really just being obedient. And it wasn't until I got involved and started, you know, digging into it that, you know, you see where God is kind of pointing you. Right. And so, to, and then, you know what, honestly, I'm telling you this, the truth, God loves me. And sometimes, <laughs> he just sometimes he has mercy on me until and, and, and pushes me in the right direction. I, and the right people come to me, and and you know and, and and show mercy on me too. And God helps me. And so I can I, so identify with what you just yeah. said. <laughs> that kind of sounds like my life. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm thankful that he does. He cares about me, and and then, you know, and if he if he's wants me to be here, he sends other people to be here with me Amen. with ideas and resources yeah. and people to help. Building that team, yeah, that's that's so essential to anything you do. It is. You can't do it by yourself. No, you need a great team. No. And, and I, I may have said this the last time you were here, but I, uh, some it used to be when I was a regional youth director for the Southeast Region, I used to do with these little things. I called them vision. It was a little, little teaching conference mm-hmm. I do, and I had this teaching that I would do. It's called Fish of the Future. If I told you this before, Mm-mm. it's called Fish of the Future. Simply this is that most of the time. When you are starting something new, God spoke to you, you're stepping out, you're just being, like you said, obedient. And a lot of the people that are going to end up being a blessing to you and come alongside you are people who have not even been one to Christ yet. Yeah, They're going to they're gonna come to Christ through your ministry, and next thing I you know, they're going to be right there alongside of you. That's fish of the future. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 of course, now in your situation, they may not have all been saved under FCA. Yeah. But God's brought them to you. Absolutely. 
Tell them about some of that. Sir. Well, you know what? And this, this is the thing right here too. I think FCA we serve two people, right? We serve the students and the and the and the faculty and the coaches of the schools and the college, high school. Uh, middle school and even the younger but we also serve the church too as well and so in that big picture you know you're trying to figure out where's your where's your responsibility where are you where are you where are you to be uh useful and so when i look at it too i look at it okay you know you in the church you need those people in the church they need to find a place to be able to use what god's given them and apply it okay you know who are they who are they ministering to who are they uh serving who are the who are they getting a chance to to develop and 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 mentor and so and then we got people on the campus and they need someone to mentor into their lives too as well and so for me I, when i look at it i look at it as an opportunity to be able to you know connect the right people to to each other and that's why i've kind of you know gotten to the point now where i feel like you know what that's what god wants to do i'm my job is to be the the matchmaker of relationships to be able to help people get together <laughs> matchmaker yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just a matchmaker i'm i'm trying to find the the, right. the timothys right. and connect them with the pauls right. and 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 help but, them but now did you kind of operate that way in, in other areas of your life before you started this you know what i think that's 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 always been my 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 deal really is just the you know i I get people together. My my inclination has always been I get stuff started. Okay. You know, okay. I get stuff. I'm an initiator. You know, right. I come in. And, you know, if you wanted to get this started and get it jump, you know, get it jump started. That's what I. That's kind of what been my strength. And I think God has taken that and applied it in this situation too, as well as you know. And and then I got great people that have different personality sets than I have, and and they kind of fill in my weaknesses. And I have because I, I have weaknesses, yeah. and so and so I just got a good team of people that you know operate in different areas, and we we learn how to complement each other. I know what you are. What's I've, just, I've just figured this out. <laughs> you are a dreamer. I am a dreamer. <laughs> I should have recognized that already because in my book that I wrote, that's my opening statement. Mm-hmm. I confess. Yeah. I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. I do. I do. <laughs> and I told that to my, my older brother once. He said, you think I don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's put up with me yeah. for a lifetime. Dreamers don't see things like other people see things. Matter of fact, dreamers... It doesn't occur to a dreamer that you could fail. Yeah, you just do it. You just yeah. do it. And and but then the problem is, is that we expect everybody to do the same. To be the same. Well, way. just 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 do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they'll give you all the reasons why you can't do it. Yeah. And then you're going, but just go and, and do, do it. it exactly. <laughs> and so I mean, and honestly, I'll tell you this right here that. That mentality, that thought press, that gifting that God's given me yeah. has, has permeated through my life. Even in football, the things I did on the football field were different than other people did it because, you know, I just saw different. And then God used that same thing to transition over to ministry, too, as well. And like I said, and, and it is not until you get around the right people that offset those things that, you know, where I have sometimes I have no barriers and I have no, you know, nothing to stop me from doing 20,000 gazillion things that come in and say, hey, you know what, kids, that's great. But how about let's focus on these couple of things that we can get the <laughs> right, and then guess what? Then you have that ability to be able to be potent. You have the ability to be able to, you know, really make a difference because you can focus. And so, you know, I think that's that's where you know it, I am now. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm now. Now let me ask you a question: Do you think that there could be somebody listening to this radio broadcast this morning mm-hmm. that doesn't know about your football? It, that, I'm sure it's a lot, you know, it really is. 
you know, honestly, it's been it's been thirty something years. We're, we're in Tallahassee. Yeah, we're in Tallahassee. <laughs> okay. we're in Tallahassee. Just just briefly, just kind of go over your football career. Ooh, okay, well, you know, I came out of high school. I actually I went to a great high school from Mississippi, a little town called Pascagoula. I came. I played with a bunch of really good football players. Ooh, we had a good football team. Shane Matthews, who played who played for the Gators. I'm sorry to tell you, I, I do recognize that name. Yeah, he played for the Gators. He was my high school quarterback, and I played for his dad. And then uh, Terrell Buckley. Terrell okay. Buckley is uh, you know T. T. Buck. T. Buck the Pula Pat from Pascagoula we grew up together too as well we, we grew up fighting each other really you know my whole you know whole life we, we were nemesis and so <laughs> I had I had I had good competition my whole life just competing against him and now we're, we're good friends now so we grew up not liking each other now we're good friends and so but in, and then I came over here I followed him over here to go to school over here and I got here and, and uh, got a and, chance and here is Florida State Florida State yes where is anywhere is Florida State <laughs> And so got to Florida State and, and you know, and got, was here at the right time, too. You get here and then all of a sudden you got you got a great coach and a great organization and you got great coaches around you. And then you get here at the at the pivotal time where you got great players, too, as well. Then you get the pivotal time where you get something that happens, changes, that, you know, utilizes the skill sets that you have. Because, we you know, we threw, they threw the ball at Florida State, but they didn't throw it like we're going to throw it. We, we threw it, you know, the years when I got here. Right. And so I got a chance to, you know, be here at the right time and I, you know and, and being the right offense and they utilized my skills and I got a chance to become an All-American and when I left I was the second all-time leading receiver in Florida State history in yards and reception that's something I would never have thought could happen and then you know got a chance to you know like I said All-American and then get drafted and play for the Detroit Lions play for a couple of years professional football in, in Detroit and then and, 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 and Carolina and the NFL Europe and then in, uh, in Canadian football so six years of total football I would have never believed you know when you're in it you don't you think man you're supposed to play forever but when you get done you kind of look back and say man that was an incredible ride precious years right? Yeah, yeah exactly and then came back here and got a chance to be a you know train other athletes and so I got a chance to train a bunch of the athletes Ernie Sims Antonio Camardi and and Crafonzo Thorpe really? and really? yeah and a bunch of those guys and, and 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 then got a chance to coach a bunch of you know high level guys and that played professional football where, where did you coach at I coached I coached my first coaching job well I coached around all the schools I, my first coaching job was here at Lincoln High School I coached Lincoln High okay. School in 1998 for about a couple of months and and then they went you know and they had a bunch of great football players there. they, and they won a state championship they won a state yeah. championship that yeah. next year after that, that yeah. group and so and then the next, then I, I, I when I retired I started coaching I started helping out a bunch of different schools here you know and then Jacksonville here as well and and then I, 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 I my first job was at McClay High School so I was the uh, second uh, football coach for McClay High School, and so that was an adventure. And had a, had a, had a you know I have I have one of the only professional football players in in well actually I think the only professional football player to ever come out of that school was Seth Roberts who played a bunch of years of professional football and he was one of my receivers, great athlete, and and then got a chance to go and leave there and go to uh, you know a college in in Tennessee, Bethel University, and then leave from there and go to the CFL and coaching uh, pro football with, with the Toronto Argonauts. Wow. And then leave and go back to a high school and, and coach there and had great athletes there and then got a chance to go and coach back in the CFL in Edmonton for two years. And <laughs> you don't seem old enough to be able to done all that. I know. And then we won the, <laughs> we won the championship over there. Won in Toronto, the championship, and then won in Edmonton, the championship. So really? coached three years in CFL, won two championships. And then I left there and, and um, was trying to get back into college football and, and coached at Middle Tennessee State University my last year. And then, you the head coach there? No, no, no. no. I, was, uh, I was the receiver coach coach there and then and then God called me to ministry you know you get you get the call you get the, yeah. you get the call up 
and then so now I'm in Tallahassee and, and I'm, I'm figuring out trying to figure out man what does ministry look like man <laughs> now, when you first went into the ministry what were you doing then you know what I was in FCA still I was in FCA right. and trying to figure out what does ministry look like because I didn't my only thought process of what ministry looked like was you know in your church yeah and so I'm trying to figure out what this ministry looks like, and and so what I did is I would I was at I had all the middle schools in town, and so I would go around to the middle schools, and I would make sure that they had the you know the sponsors there, and then if I could, if they asked me to speak, which I I definitely wanted them to ask me to speak, I got a chance to get my testimony, and I get a chance to talk about Jesus, and and really just you know get my confidence in you know uh, uh, evangelizing. Really, so I really learned how to evangelize in that moment. Really, I mean, I've, I've been an athlete, and I've been a Christian before in in the, in the context, but it was mostly people would invite me to come and speak at their event, and I was never hands on in 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 a, in a situation where you get a chance to spend that much time mm-hmm. and and get down and dirty. And so now, <laughs> guess what? I get down and dirty, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm with the middle schools there, and you know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? These kids don't want to hear anything I got to say, and then you see God, you know, see God open up their ears and. And 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 your message, you know, it has it has a hook and it has you know some 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 strength to it. And you're thinking, wow, I can't believe that you know that you know these the, the kids are open to the gospel. I'm just you know I'm thinking to myself, these kids don't want to hear anything I got to say. But then you get a chance to you, you you preach the gospel, you tell them about who Jesus is, and then you know what? Hey, I want some of that. Okay, wow. Okay, you do. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. This well maybe. Maybe, well, maybe. I remember the last time, about the time that you were on the show, and you were talking about how after you all won the championship in 93. Yeah. At that time, and you grew up, as you told me, in the Methodist church. Yeah. You'd kind of gotten away a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't saved. I grew up in the church. My grandmother would take me to the church all the time. I knew what it looked like. I knew what other Christians looked like, but I wouldn't, that wasn't me. And, and it was because I was, I was full of myself and I was, you know, my, 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 at the time, my God was my ability to do all the, the amazing things that football players and athletes think they can do. But I remember you telling me that, that there came that point where you said, is that all there is? Yeah. After you won, I mean, you just yeah. won a national championship. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. When, when you, I think when you get when you get in those situations right there, you 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 get to the edge. It's like a promise that never comes true, right? You yeah. you get to the edge. You okay? If I can get to the edge of the rainbow right here, we can find the pot of gold. And so when you get once you get to the edge of the rainbow, okay, we won the won the state championship. Is the is it the edge? Of the, is it is it the edge? And nope, not yet. Keep going. Oh, really? <laughs> all right, we won. We just made the college. Is the, are we here yet? Nope, not yet. Keep going. You you need okay? We won the national championship. Have we made it yet? No, not yet. Keep going. Okay, what do I got to do? Well, you get drafted and he makes a little money. Have you, have you here yet? Are you here yet? Are we here yet? No, not yet. Keep going. Oh, my goodness. When will it ever stop to where you, you know, where you ever find peace, where you ever find, you know, to where you have confidence in yourself or to where you don't, you know. And so that's how I felt. I felt like the same thing at the National Championship game because you was hoping for more. You were hoping that you'd be excited. You were hoping that it'd be the funnest thing in the whole world and you cry on the ground. But I didn't cry. You know, I was sad that it was over and it was like, mm. Was that your senior year? No, it's my junior year. Oh, okay. It's my junior year. So you played another year after that? I played another year after that. I was making the decision to come back or go and I played another year after that. Okay. 
I, I guess I didn't realize that because that seemed like the crowning achievement. I mean, you yeah, know, you think uh, you know, you think you could survive <laughs> to the sunset, and the, yeah. you know, and, and how many years ago has that been? Did you oh, say thirty something? Yeah, 30 in two thousand and three. So almost is it? No, all, no ninety three. Ninety three. So yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, ninety three. So yeah. it's almost thirty years. That's amazing. Almost to thirty me. years. I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was, where I was at, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, almost thirty. Well, you know where you were? Yeah, I was <laughs> in the field there. You know, dancing and ticking in the ticker tape. Yeah, yeah. But let me let's do this for just a second. Yeah. Just speak about Bobby Bowden. Oh. I mean, we lost him. I mean, yeah. He was so important to all of us, and I know he meant a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Too when I was here, I, I remember when I first got here. I can kind of go back when I first got. Here. I tell you, the first time I I got a chance to see him, I came up for a, a camp, right? And I was coming to really try for the team, and I'm in the best shape of my life. I come out there and I'm tearing it up. You know, all the coaches love me and this and that. And then I, I hear I hear them as Coach Bowden come rolls up rolling up on his uh in his golf cart, and they say, Hey, hey, Coach, you need to check out this kid over here. This kid, this Pasc- this kid from Pascagoula. And I remember I get ready to run a route, and I run my little route, and the ball is thrown behind me. And as soon as you see the ball thrown behind me, he just gets in his cart and rides off. And I'm thinking, Oh my coach, you need to get a chance to stay and see me run down the route, do my thing. That's my chance. But then, you know, then the the coach, uh, my coach is, hey, McCorp, you got a scholarship because that the way they did it is, you know, all the that they just had to get a couple of coaches to agree that I was worth them vouching for me. He gave them the freedom to do that. And then when I got to school here too, as well, when I got to school here, you know, I just thought I just saw a different program. He didn't coach over everybody. He was kind of a CEO. He kind of let all the other coaches coach. And then just the attitude of, of the program here too, as well. You know what? I've heard horror stories about people going to college and how they've been cursed and and disrespected and all that kind of stuff. And I just I never experienced that. Mm. I, when I first got here, the only curse word I heard you could say was curse word was "kids, I love you." And that I mean, because I never heard that growing up. Really? Yeah. And so, but co- coach said that. Yeah, coach and coach and his staff and Coach Ben Hallinger and and he set the 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 uh, the ambiance for the whole team, you know. And you know, and coach was you know he he didn't allow. I mean, so I I really felt love. I really felt cared for. Now, did I trust him when I first got here? I didn't trust it because I'd never seen. It. I mean, I never you know experienced anything that in a male culture mm-hmm. like that that's right. just you know and so but it was it was it was great they worked me they worked they worked us to death they I mean they worked <laughs> us but you know they really loved on us yeah. coach Bowden really loved on us he really held us the things that you that he he professed he professed in front of us too as well yeah you know he yeah. made us he you know he actually made us go to church and and he he made he made sure that we you know, operating in a, in a high character, right. you know, in all situations too as well. And so I've ex- I experienced that all the way through there. And so when I when I finally got saved in 1997, I knew exactly where to go. I came down to the, you know, came come back from Detroit, came down, went up to the, st- the stadium over there, went to the back door, told Coach Van Hallinger that I became a Christian, went upstairs, called Coach Bowden in his office, sat down in his, in his front of his, in his desk over there and told him, you know, that I just got saved, just, just became a Christian. And then I think I went and told Mark too as well and and uh, and told him, guys, I just became a Christian because it was evident that they had yeah. been poured into me. It's evident wow. that they had been planting wow. seeds into that's, me. That's and so, a great story. And so <laughs> even even after when I came back, if just for this opportunity here too, you know, I, I you know, I was I was involved with FC a little bit before that, before I became involved at this level. Because I was you know, because I was uh, uh, Doug Doug Scott uh, asked me to come and introduce Coach Bowden at a couple of the events. So he would pick me up and pick Coach Bowden up, and I would ride with him as Coach Bowden was going to speak. And so I would get an opportunity to, to introduce him. And it was natural too, because I, you know, you get old enough to where 
you kind of realize the things he had done for us and how he had, you know, been like a father figure right, in my right. life too. And so I was, it was easy for me to go and introduce him and those are the different events. And so uh, that was my first uh, entryway into FCA. But then when I came back and was, you know, was doing FCA full time, you know, he kind of jumped right on my, jumped right on my bandwagon. Oh, he did. Yes, he yeah. did. He came and he championed me. And, and I recall, you know, coming to his house and bringing people over his house and he would go and help me, you know, raise funds to right, be, be right. on staff. And so he would come and help and speak to people about, you know, I mean, be, being on staff and whatnot. And then later in the, in the, in the deal, you know, uh, the last couple of years, I mean, he would he would go and he would not say no to anyone that come and speak. I would be very protective of him too, because I know if I told him that, you know, you know, such and such middle school needed him to come and speak at this thing, he would do it. And I'm thinking, coach, you're 90 years old, man. You can't go speak at every place. <laughs> right. You can't go speak at every place. And so, but he would say yes. And so I just saw him finish well. Uh-huh. And he would say to me, he said, kids, I'm gonna, you know, if you ask me to do something, I'm gonna, you ask me to go yeah. speak, I'm going to speak at every opportunity. <laughs> and so we were on planes flying to Houston. We were wow. on planes going wow. to Atlanta. It's late at night. I'm thinking to myself, dude, man, this is tiring. I don't know how you can do this. And, I, I, yeah. I, and I'm mad when people ask him, hey, yeah. can you, hey, you get Coach Bowden to come? Yeah, we'll fly him up. I said, no, man, that's, that means I got to go too. <laughs> I got to go. But I, I really I really yeah. loved it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching him in that, that, in that process the yeah. last couple of years too as he, as he, you know, as he, you know, really sacrificed himself and, 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 and you know, took every occasion, opportunity to uh, preach the gospel yeah. and, and pour into people. Well, I called him, and uh, somebody gave me his cell phone number, and he said, yeah, and he did a show with me. Mm-hmm. We, we, we did it through telephone. But one of the things he told me in that, he said, uh, one of the things he told you guys, he said, you got to write a letter to your mama every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, that's got to keep mama happy. Yeah. And that just, to me, talked talk about his character. Yeah. And uh, he, he was a father figure to me. Yeah. Even though I never, well, I've, a couple times just met him. He, he didn't know me. But just just because of the life that he lived, yeah. And uh, in fact, when I first came to Tallahassee, nineteen seventy nine, I wasn't even a football fan. I'm, I'm from Kentucky, yeah, basketball. <laughs> but I would listen on the radio, and they were singing this song because LSU was court Dempsey, yeah. And they were saying, "Bobby Bowden, that's the coach for me. Bobby Bowden, please stay in Tallahassee." And I remember, and I went home and told my wife, I said, "I think I'm going to root for these Seminoles." Yeah, and I'm glad I did because I got to root for you when you yeah. <laughs> when you you were tearing it up there in 1993. Yeah, we had yeah. a good time. We had a yeah. good time. And so, like I said, I I I, I really enjoy because I you know even I mean afterwards our relationship was you know was different because you know when I was playing I was a player and right oh you yeah know, and I you know I'm, I'm be honest with you I probably was a selfish player too as well and then you know to kind of get a chance to serve with him it yeah. was for me it was open it was eye opening you'd grown up and become a man yeah. and, and now you were you were doing things that that men do yeah, and, and yeah. as a person who who also had become a believer yeah and you were representing Christ so how did that happen how did you said 1997. 1997. So, and even though you, you'd you been in church as a child and stuff, but mm-hmm. something happened in 1997. Probably in 1998. It was 1998, and we were playing, you know, the decision, you know, it started early that year. Finally, I'm my third year in Detroit, I'm finally a starter for the Detroit Lions. And, and at that point, that, that meant for me, you know, a new contract. You know more security, mm-hmm. all the kind of stuff like right. that, and so I'm started. I'm, I, I, and I'm thinking about time. I should have been a starter <laughs> a while back, you okay. know. And I'm tearing it up, and then, I, you know, right before the season starts, I end up, 
you know, getting an injury, you know, getting an injury and tearing a ligament in my foot and, and for a receiver, something like that is 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 is, oh, yeah. is yeah. career basically and that's that's what happened to me. I you know, I had that and, and I go from being quicker than most folks and most everybody around me to, you know, what limping around and but I did a good enough job to be able to stay on the team and they were work you know, hopefully it would get me to come back, me to heal, but I never really healed and, and so I'm struggling that year just, you know, you know, really just, you know, with my uh, not only my physical capabilities, but my identity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I recall we were actually playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, and the coach uh, called me into his office and you know explained to me that they needed a special teams player. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, why are you telling me? Well, exactly, because you are not a special teams player, <laughs> ah. and and we need to we need your space. And they, he, he explained to me, okay, only for this week to to uh, get a special teams player. And so they end up, you know, he end up saying, well, I'm going to cut you this weekend and I'm going to bring you back on Monday. But all I heard was, you fired. Oh, my. And so that that particular incident, and, and you know, along with a bunch of incidents that kind of slowly broke me down, but that particular incident, you know, let me realize that, you know what, Kez McCorvey, you are not God. You are not indestructible. You know, this thing, you, you cannot control it because for a while I thought I could control it. I could, thought I could work hard enough to make everything that I wanted to make happen because I've done it before, right? You feel like you've done it before. You feel like you feel like you've done it before, but in reality, you know what? God was just God was pushing me in that direction. But and I ended up uh, they ended up cutting me, and I'm I'm mad, crying, upset, you know. And but then what happened is this right here is I just got to the point where I realized that football cannot be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was the kind of the final straw that football cannot be God. Football cannot be God, and and if it's not, if that's not, if football's not God, then or my ability to play football or, or to do the things I could do is not God, then who is? Wow, who that's is? A, that's that's quite an eye opening yeah. thing, right? Yeah, there. yeah. And, and so what happened is I just happened to be in the locker room, and and it just so happened we had a, a young man in my in the locker room. His name was Glenn Milburn, who was a who was a who was a, from California. And which made him different, and then he was Christian. He was made different because he was from California. Yeah, <laughs> and so I remember. I just remember watching him. I was over there, and you know, acting a fool and acting crazy, and and I just saw him in the locker room, and I just I, my 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 I just I was drawn to just the you know the, the the to watch him and see you know how he responded in the locker room, you know, being a Christian because I would see him reading his Bible. Okay, okay, so you one of them Christian guys. Okay, you know. Are you real? And then I just watched him, you know, respond and react in the lock in the NFL locker room, and come to the realization that he, you know what, man, he is for real. And I need to, I, you know, I, I, I think I need to go talk to him. And so I, wow. And so I go and after we play the Minnesota Vikings, I'm back on the team, obviously, and then we're going we're going to play the Minnesota Vikings, and um, and uh, and I remember first time I've ever gone to a chapel service. I go to a chapel service and. And uh, and and I catch him after the chapel service and block the door, and tell him, you know what, well, hey man, I I've been watching you. I'm, you know, I know you probably think I'm a stalker, but I've been watching <laughs> you, and uh, I want what you got. And, wow. And he says, you know, come to my house because we're getting ready to play a game. Come to my house uh, on our off day, and 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 we can meet. And so I go over to his house. He has a friend of his come over there, and he preaches the gospel, gives his testimony, preaches the gospel. And that night, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Wow! And you know, you know, <laughs> then the process starts. Yeah, yeah. The process yeah. starts. Well, now, he, so this this gentleman was a player. Yeah, yeah. What did he play? He played. He was a returner. 
Okay. Now, after you came back to the team, they actually did the thing. You were no longer a receiver. Now you're special teams. No, 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 no. I was a receiver still. I was a receiver okay. still. So they just they, they needed that special teams player for one just game. Just one, one game. One game. Okay. So. And so they, they, you know, I was I was off the team for a weekend. And, you know, and back then when you get off the team, they, they fire you, go to waivers. And so other teams can pick you up. But I'm injured. So no no other team's going to pick me up. And so, and so uh, you know, you just kind of like damage good. You got to sit there and you got to take it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. But, uh, did the foot ever get better? No, well, not not until I not until I um, I went to NFL Europe and I came back and I had I had surgery here in town to where somebody came and cleaned my foot up. Then I got then I, then it got better. But then I was at at that time I was I was playing football in the CFL and I was under contract and I you know at that year actually that first year I was I led the league in touchdowns. I had 15 touchdowns that year and led the league and thinking okay I'm gonna go right to back to the NFL. But you know CFL contracts are kind of tricky. <laughs> and so I, I was stuck in that league for another year and then that next year about the sixth game I tear my ACL. Oh no! Yeah, and I just decided, you know what, God. And by that time, you were how old? Uh, well, I was maybe 30, 29, 30. Okay, at that point, yeah, the injuries are much more serious, aren't they? Yeah, they, well, it, it wasn't serious. Really, it was a situation where you know what, God. I was, I was trying to, you know, I really was trying to. I wasn't tired of football like that. I loved it. I enjoyed it, and 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 that's why I love playing Canadian football too. Because you know what, I, that was the first time I got to the point where you know what, if I did great or or I didn't have the 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 results that I wanted. I was still at peace, uh-huh. you know. So I loved when I would go out and play hard. And the only question I was asking myself is this right here: Did you do? Did you do your very best? Right. And I would answer that question: Yes or no. If I said yeah, if it was yes, then I was <laughs> I was happy with you know what happened. Even if I said no, if I said no, but I, I hardly ever said no. I would always try to give my very best, and then let the chips fall where they may. Now, I'm curious about something: Canadian football, American NFL football. Are they even in the same? Uh, comparison. I yeah, mean, they are. They are. They, it's it's football. It's you know it's football. I mean, you you can get hurt in either one. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can get hurt in either one. You get hurt in one, and then players are the same too. You got a lot of the NFL players are playing Canadian football. Back then, what happened is you had the you had the salary cap, and so what happens is some guys would be still good players, but they would play past their fifth year or their third year, and so NFL had to pay them a bunch of money, and so instead of them paying them a bunch of money, they would let them go. Okay. So back then, back then, you know, you had a lot of guys that got priced out of the league. You know, you you go instead of them paying a, a veteran this amount of money, they would rather get a rookie to, and, and pay him. And so they they since then corrected that. But a lot of guys fell into that trap of. And so I played against a bunch of guys that were really good football players, smart football players, all that kind of stuff like that. Probably some guys you'd play, had played against. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Now, now the, the the Europe thing is you say it's NFL Europe. Yeah, NFL Europe. Now is that associated with the NFL? Yeah, that, at the time it was. It was associated with the NFL, and so I was a uh, I was uh, the first the first the first pick of the the Ryan Fire, and so uh, I got a chance to go and play in the, in the NFL Europe in, in Dusseldorf, Germany, okay. and uh, play in that league for a year. So you just go over there and. Played during the season. I went over there and played before the season starts. Before the NFL season starts, you play over there, kind of a, as a as a developmental league. So when I got injured, I was trying to I was trying to show that I wasn't injured, you know, and, and get back, you know. And I didn't realize how the extent of my injury, and so I'm still trying to, you know, with a bad foot, trying to play and prove that I, you know, <laughs> that I can still play. You gotta you have you have toughened it up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you trying I mean, to, but but during the off season. 
Well, you didn't get much on offseason. You didn't get an offseason. If, if you're doing that because you're no. playing here and then you're playing there yeah. and then you're back. You didn't get an offseason. So I, I ended up, you know, playing and limping around. And I was, <laughs> I was a decent enough player to where I could, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they didn't demand that I practice every day and, and you know, and, and I can, I can make it through the season. And so that was the benefit <laughs> of playing in NFL Europe is, is that. And, and still, I, st- I, don't, I don't know if they still have the records, but I, st- I had the, I had the longest, uh, touchdown in NFL Europe history over in the Ryan Fire. 95 yards was now, let me my ask longest you touchdown. Yes. You mentioned that you had the longest, uh, the, the most receptions at Florida State when you left. Second second most times. Second. second most. You were second. Okay. Yes. Has that been beat? Oh, yeah. Plenty okay. of time. Plenty of guys have beat that thing <laughs> now, man. I'm just like, man, you know. Uh, now, people who tuned in here, they think, well, this is sports radio. But we don't ever always get Kev Casper Carby on the show, yeah. and of course we've talked about in a, a, a fellowship of Christian athletes as well. If you just tuned in, this is Casper Carby. He is our guest today. This is the second or third time he's been on the show. Yeah, with us. yeah. He's a multi-area director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes right here in Tallahassee. That's really cool. And he needs to take a break and let that voice just cool down just a little bit because he's. So we'll play a little music in, in the meantime. That's a guy, Penrod. He can sure dress up an old song. <laughs> Down at the cross. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And, well, it's exciting to be doing a show, even though I'm, I'm live. I'm alive while I'm doing it. But this is pre-recorded. But uh, it's not a, a rebroadcast. But uh, anyway, today's church day for me, and I'm pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast, and uh, well, we love visitors. Why don't you come worship with us? We start at 11.05, where it's there on Capital Circle between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, you'll see our signs there on the right-hand side of the road. Like I say, we love visitors. You can uh, check us out on the web, frcm.us. Also, you can find this show on the podcast. It's show number 1084. And you just uh, type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee, and it'll come up. There's a whole bunch of talk shows there. And the daily broadcast as well. Unfortunately, we can't put the music show on there because of, well, you know how that works. But anyway... That airs Saturday night, 7 o'clock, right here on 94.1. It's a full hour of the best music on the planet. <laughs> My opinion, of course. Southern gospel style, we crank it up. <laughs> so invite you to join me for that and also the daily broadcast Monday through Friday here on 94.1. We bring you the Word of God. That kind of brings you up to date on all of those things. And if you like Southern gospel music tonight over the American Legion, it's the first Sunday night of the month, gospel singing. We've got Fortress coming. And uh, they are from over in Hosford, Florida. They do a great job. You'll enjoy them. 6.30, come out and join us for that. You'll have a good time. Brother Kaz McCarvey, yes. uh, multi-director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in our area. We've been having a good time. I've been I've enjoyed just listening to you because I don't know when you've been on the show, we've really gone down that road before yeah. to kind of hear a little bit about your career and things. And I love the fact that you you talk about some of your, your mindsets back in those days. God had to grow you and mature you mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, to bring you to the point now to where you are you're helping this person, helping this person, and you understand. I mean, you you get some uh, young kid, you're having one of the events that you're doing, and you're seeing him out there, and you say, man, that's Kez. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that was, that's it. That was Kez back then, and he's got a lot to learn, but you know how to how to help mold him. 
is all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know what? There's just the uh, you know if you look at the uh, the past, the past is great to be able to look through that thing and kind of pull the piece to pull apart the pieces and kind of look back and see kind of how God was utilizing those pieces to kind of make you and, and make you more whole. I, I, I and football actually helps me in that too as well because I can look back at my career and and my interaction with Coach Bowden too as well and and see where I was made whole made more whole right. I, I recall you know playing and I, I didn't like the position I played I was an inside slot receiver inside slot receivers they get hit a lot they get jostled <laughs> a lot even unless you got black linebackers you over the middle a lot and I didn't want I didn't like that position I wanted to be the, one of the outside guys the outside guys are the fast guy they're the flashy guy they get the, the deep cool routes and stuff right. like that but I look back at at, at at that time and I see how God blessed me to be in that position. And, and like I said earlier, you know, I ended up in that position that I, did, that, that I didn't like. I ended up being the second all-time leading receiver in Florida State history. Okay, so you, you just taught me something that I didn't know. So there's two different types of receivers. It's a bunch of different types of receivers. Really? Yes. <laughs> see, like I said, I'm... I'm I like football, yeah, and I enjoy watching it. But I don't know the game like you would know the game. I would know a little bit more about basketball. Yeah, <laughs> but so it is. It's different positions in the receiver pool, right? You got wow. they all catch balls, right? But yeah. they catch different types of balls, right? Really? Yeah, because they have different skills. You got the ones that are fast, and you got the ones that are quick, and you got the ones that are big, and you know, and then and they they got different responsibilities. Right. And they, they, then they run different routes right. as well too within the context because you know you got some guys that are good at running those deep routes. And you got some guys that are really good at running those underneath routes. You got some guys that they throw it to them quick and they can get the ball in the hand. They they like running backs with the ball in their hands, and so uh, those guys they have different positions. So coaches are are sending these people in and out. You know, Depending on what they need at that time. Yeah, you know what that what they need at that time, and now they just keep in the game. And so they when they when you see you have four receivers out there, they all receivers, they're all receivers, but they have different attributes, and though they have different attributes. But wouldn't the other team know this too? Yeah, the other team knows it as well too. <laughs> so they, yeah. they know what's going to happen here. They, so they they know those guys, but then it comes on one on one. It becomes a battle of you know of is this guy good at his task? Right? Can right. he win at his task that he's been uh, uh, you know assigned? So you beat out the guy that's guarding you. Yeah, beat up the guy that's guarding you. <laughs> it's it's fascinating uh, because you realize that to be a coach. You have to have. Uh, I mean, your your mind has to be scrambled. I mean, I don't. I mean, the, you have to know so much. Well, Even though I heard uh, Tony Dungy say, you know, football is really not all that complicated. But. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. You know, you have some base fundamental things that that you that you. And I think this is this is the thing I love about Coach Bowden. Coach Bowden loved to simplify things. Uh-huh. He would come and he would make take those complex ideas and he would come and he would simplify them and he would make to where okay where it's 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 in simple terms you know hey kids you the over the middle guy I said no coach I'm not the over the middle guy yeah you the over the middle guy coach I can run some of the other routes coach yeah because you the over the middle and he would simplify things and <laughs> and to where you know where he can he can now didn't have to it would it didn't become a complex process in making decisions right and so i saw the value in that too and there's there's value to that and and coaching too if you can know what people do well and then put them in position where they can do what they do well but see that goes also in ministry doesn't it absolutely which just applies just exactly what you're doing now absolutely at fca because because god has brought you staff 
I mean, when you first started SCA, were there? I mean, there were others that were on staff, right? Yeah, now. yeah. And but, I don't, and I don't know if I even recognize their value because I thought, okay, everybody's the same. Everybody goes and preaches. When I first got in the staff, right, you know, I had a bunch of guys that were actually pastors uh, on the staff, and I just asked. And, and then, you know, when it, when it came time when I became in a position of leadership, and I would ask myself, okay. Now, why would I be putting leadership over these guys? These guys know way more word than I do, you know. But my job wasn't my. They they weren't asking me to go and pastor. They they weren't asking me to go and and you know and and do the word like they do the word. They go and then they know the Greek. They know the, all the, the different things. They know how to you know. They know all that stuff like that. But my responsibility was now to lead them in 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 the ministry. My responsibility was to go and set the field for them to go out and play and do what they do well, you know. And and so we. And highlight some of their strengths and abilities, right. and and so, so that you're was still my coaching. Job. Yeah, I'm still coaching. I'm still coaching. <laughs> so I'm still helping yeah. them. I need I need to get them in the end zone because yeah. you know, they can they can they can really <laughs> run with the go. ball. They can there run with the go. ball. That's they can exactly throw the ball. Right. And so my job is to get them in position to where they can be yeah. successful and yeah. have an opportunity to be able to impact like they need right. the impact. But, but what you were just talking about, you're you're assessing the talent. Yeah. As you as you when you first take this position, you don't know these people. Yeah. So you're you're assessing their talents. Well, this guy's good at this. This guy's good at this I need somebody to do this and, and then sometimes you say well they may not be the best at it but they're the best I got yeah <laughs> so need you over here yeah. it's just coaching it is it's, it really is coaching it really is you know even in you know in Christian ministry you think man it's you know but it's, it's really it's really coaching because God gives us all different talents sure. all different abilities sure. too sure. and so you got to be able to now be able to you know have some insight okay on uh, where where to put people, right. you know, and so for me, that's that comes to a lot of prayer. That comes from a lot of time, spend a lot of time with the people that you you're working with to be able to okay understand what the goal is, okay understand what the, the what you know what's God telling you as far as the goal is in the ministry and and where we're going and how to you know and then be able to now put people in place to be able to achieve those goals that you have. But one of the things that you're doing, and I know this because of my son who, who told me this, that you are trying to connect FCA with the churches. Yeah. And I think that's been a, a struggle throughout the years. I mean, others have attempted this. And I don't know why it is, but it seems to me like there's a disconnect there. Yeah. And, and uh has, has it gotten better? It, it has gotten it's gotten a, a lot better, you know, you know, because you know, honestly, I this, I think it's part of it is recognizing where you're weak at, you know, you mm-hmm. know, in a ministry like ours, there's 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 no way that SCA could hire enough people to go and minister to the number of people that we desire to minister to. Right, right. And so, you know, instead of you thinking, instead of us thinking the goal is for us to score, the goal is for to create scoring opportunities. Right, right. Period. For God, and so and so, and now, now we're not even doing it for God. We just open the door for people to hear to hear about God. And so, how do we do that? How do we do that efficiently? All right, do we have to do it? Do I have to be the one to, to press the button, or do I do I just care that the button is getting pressed? God, I mean, Jesus said this about you know about uh, his disciples were talking about. Hey, they they were. He said some people over there preaching the gospel over there, and they not with us. And Jesus mm-hmm. said, I remember was they yeah. preaching the gospel? It's good. <laughs> right, right, not, right. I paraphrase that, yeah, but if they're not against us. They're for us, for us, right? <laughs> and so he was, you know, and that's the same thing here too as well. You know what? We, hey, our our goal is is a kingdom goal right here too. Sure. Our, our goal is to get the the gospel preached, okay? And and so my job is to find the resources, and then the people are aligned with us with the understanding of who Jesus is, and and my job is to is to utilize them. To 
to help right. them be successful in what God's called them to be. Because I work for God. I don't work for. Sure. I don't even work for SCA really. I, I work for God. Sure. But uh, the connection between SCA and church. Yes. What would you like for that to be? Well, I mean, what 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 is it? It's, it's kind of like this right here. If a church if a church wants a a youth pastor, what do they do? They go out and they hire a youth pastor. But some churches can't afford a youth pastor. Right. So right. what do they do? Who how 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 do they service that 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 responsibility? Tell me, I need to know. Well, I mean, <laughs> FCA can can be in the, be, be a person that can be in the in the in the in the gap for that person. If a church wants to have a a, a sports ministry or a youth sports ministry, do they have the, some some churches have the to do that some churches don't have the ability to do that right, some churches right. don't have the bandwidth to do that FCA hope is in the gap to be able to allow them to be able to do that we when I look at FCA FCA is kind of like you know you got a nice car but guess what you need a spoiler kit on that okay. thing or you need some extra engine parts on that thing right the FCA is an extra part that helps your church be able to you know to to do things that it wouldn't be able to do without FCA and no, so that let me go back to a second yes. what you just said okay a church doesn't have a youth pastor yeah. FCA can help them Tell me about that. Well, I mean, like this right here is you know, if a church desires to 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 in their community impact the youth, okay. FCA bridges the gap to where when you come on campus, guess what? You ain't got to go do all the work. You ain't got to go meet the coach and sit down with the coach and, and and spend years of relationship building to be able to get in there and develop a relationship with the team and develop a relationship with the athletes and develop a relationship with the schools and the campus and the huddles on the campus. FCA does that for you, and then guess what they do? They train you on the legality and all the things that you need to do to be legal in there and then we do we equip you we give you some of the material stuff and we help you and we put you in the position where you can now create that create that relationship in the hopes that that kid develops a relationship with you but also develops develops a relationship with that church now when you yes. say when you say you, you talking about the pastor, well, some leader in the church, leaders in the church, and you know some lay people too as well. There's plenty of lay people in the church right here that you know have the desire to be involved and impact on the school campus. Right? There's plenty of them that do. Sure. But guess what? They don't understand that they have the ability to do it. That sometimes they think, you know, what kids, I don't have anything in common with any of those kids right there. But you really do because all the kids want to do, they want to be loved. Yeah, they want to be loved. But you have the end. Yeah, we have you, the end. Then because that's a difficult thing. And, yeah. I, and I said this to you before we even got started you all have the ability to get into places that no normal christians do not and that's been built through relationships year after year after year fca's been there yeah and and you've yeah, and you just develop that type of relationship that type of reputation yeah among uh, uh, people who are in schools and things so are you telling me that okay let's say a, a church wanted to get involved in a school as far as uh Getting other kids on the campus, yeah. being able to minister, maybe perhaps maybe uh, have them come and be involved in something on on your church campus. Yeah. So uh, we'd call FCA and say, "Hey, we want to we want to get involved. How would how would that pastor go about that?" Oh, that that pastor would contact. We have a program called Grab Your Cleats, and actually, your son is in. He's the he's the director of that well, program. I, I knew he was involved somewhere <laughs> there. <laughs> and so he's the director of that program, dude. And so what I do is I would call. They would maybe call me, and I would say, "Well, you need to talk to Josh King." And so Josh just comes in and meets with them and, and and assesses their church and their ability to be able to be involved in that ministry right here. And then he, he what he does, he trains them. And so he we will we'll come to the church and we'll speak to the church congregation about the opportunity, right? And then we'll ask. Okay, who would like to be involved? And so we might have a couple of hands, five, six, 20 mate, hands that'll go up and say, I want to be involved. And so we'll invite them to a training where we train them and equip them to be in that particular ministry. And so then what we do is we, we will place them in one of the, the ministry opportunities. So if you go on a high school campus, guess, guess what? You got probably 40 
opportunities to minister. So you got 40 teams, you got the main huddle that'll probably have, you know, between 100 to 200 kids that'll participate in that huddle too. You got that leadership group over the campus that are, that are used to as well. You got kids that are doing Bible studies on the group that, that need people to sit down with them and have Bible studies with them. And so what we do is we provide an opportunity to be able to have that person come in and be the relationship, the, be, the, be the Paul to that Timothy to help them to grow in that in, in, in relationship. Wow. And you've had churches do this. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Now, you, you know, Josh, now we talk about stuff like that, but I don't know that he's quite gone into the detail. He knows about church very, very yeah. well, so that's probably one of the reasons why he hasn't dug in deep with me just yet, uh, because he knows that in my church it's going to be me, because yeah. I really don't have anybody else that I'd say, yeah, but there may be somebody on the horizon. Yeah, maybe so, someone on the horizon. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Okay. So he's having the training pretty pretty soon here. I think it's like if I had the date on, I need to get the date for him. But I'll get it from him. Yeah. But the the, the, the other congregation, the rest of the congregation may want, might want that date. Yeah. There's there's more people listening than just me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have to remember that. Absolutely. Uh, if you do this for me, uh, well, I can't. I'll announce it later. If if you don't have it. Then just uh, he's looking at his phone right there, so we'll, we'll let him do that. Uh, let me just remind you once again: you are tuned to the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am having so much fun here today. I think I told you this earlier that we I took a July off as far as doing live shows or doing pre-recorded shows, and so this is my first time back, and uh, I'm just having a great time. So, did you find a guest? Uh, I do. We hadn't set a date for, so we got a couple different. Because the date's not here. been set. Okay. Yeah. So we but got, now you have a website that they can go to. Absolutely. NorthFloridaFCA.org. North Florida FCA.org. Yep. Okay. And so that date would be on there. That date will be that date will be on there. So we got we got we have our kickoff. So we have a year kickoff nine eight. That's in a couple. That's in the that's in the week here. Then we got our student leadership training. So we we train all of our students on the campuses, right? And we and we train them how to run. Yeah, FCAs schools, on all the campuses. Schools going back here. Exactly. Just so we and so we'll nine sixteen we'll have our training and so we'll be training all the, the young leaders on the campuses of how to run FCA on their campus. Okay. So this is gonna be sometime in September probably. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because teachers are going back tomorrow and then students I guess a week later. Is that, yeah. So wow. You fix to get real busy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> now, guess I'm just looking at my clock here. We got so many things I want to talk to you about. You all started this since the last time you were on the show. Mm-hmm. You now have soccer yeah. for the for for middle, I guess uh, high school, middle school. What, uh, what it, well, it was really right now. It starts with elementary. I'm yeah. sorry, it starts with uh, elementary. So we we start from five all the way up to uh, the different levels of of. Participation, right? So with five, you're right. You got people that are just starting to play to play soccer, or play yeah. baseball, or play it's really good. flag football, yeah. or play basketball. We got this. So it's it's kind of progressive up to a point to where now, guess what? You got somebody that's been playing for a while. Your your granddaughter, right? She's been playing for a while and she's doing been doing pretty good. But she wants to be challenged a little bit more. She might want to do club soccer now. And so we do it within the context of FCA. And so right. FCA, we have we have a, our regular league soccer or league sports, and where we actually use a, a lot of our 3D coaching. Uh, 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 
training principles right. in that in that in that process. You're depending on a lot of volunteers for this, aren't you? Yeah, we do. We and we when we have a great person that runs our deal too. His his name's Tom's Grub, Tom Grubbs, and he runs that. But we do we with this volunteer is volunteer intensive, and we have we have to do a great job of training our volunteers and training training our coaches and training yeah. our referees yeah, too. As you've well, you've got a lot of different teams. So everyone requires a coach. Yeah. So these are these are ministry opportunities for people. Ministry opportunities, and I and I tell you, I, mean, I got to brag on. I have a great board that supports us and helps us to do the things we do. You can't do stuff like this right here unless unless the community is is, is behind oh, you. Oh sure. Absolutely. And so our board has been yeah. right there, and, and we have about thirty board members that that make sure that you know all the different things that we yeah. do. And, and like you said earlier, we 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 have gotten to the point where we have a lot of opportunities to serve. Yeah. And so, so if somebody wanted to get involved in this, to be a coach yeah. or be involved, even coordinators, because every one of these leagues got to have a coordinator. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you say Tom's doing the basketball, but you still got the soccer and the football. Yeah. And so there may be somebody listening out here, and that's just kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe they want to get involved. We are looking for coaches. We're looking for coordinators. We're looking for people to serve. Right. We have two. We'll have two soccer leagues. One at the uh, uh, at the North Side Community Center. Over there on the north side of town, and right. then we'll have another one over there at the north side Baptist. North side, ba- uh, north side Baptist over there at the yeah. east side of town. Yeah, and yeah. so we'll have we have two leads going on this year, uh, right <laughs> now. That's, for that's a lot of stuff. It is a, it is I mean, a lot of stuff. I, when I first came to Tallahassee, I started a basketball league and ran it for ten years, and that's a lot of work. Yeah, and then then after. Uh, I finished the men's league. I started the boys league because Joshua was just getting up. The, the yeah. So I ran the boys league for five years, and that's just one person doing one league. I mean, you got all these leagues and stuff yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, So we we have a couple different places too. We obviously do basketball too as well at First Baptist, and and then we we will have flag football on the east side of town too. Wow. On the wow. morning side too as well. So our goal is to have flag football. That's my passion too. Flag football too. So exactly. I, yeah. And then then the goal the goal is also we had we had we had uh, we wanted to do golf. And have oh get golf and develop our golf leagues too as well. It's just amazing that you've got all these things going, yeah. and none of that was happening before Kaz McCarvey no. became the director. Mm. Because your your basic concept has been the huddles. Yeah, I mean, in the schools, you go into the schools, and every school, well, not every school has the FCA, mm-hmm. but you you want them to have it. Well, that's a process too. <laughs> yeah, to get in everyone, but I mean. Basically, when you came into this position, that was the big thing was to, the to have the huddles yeah. in the schools. But you've taken it beyond that, and now you're you're doing all these different sports teams and things yeah. like that. Okay, what's the dreamer got in his dream now? Well, what's, I, what's, what's, no. what's coming up? Well, I, I think I think one of the, one of the things that is prime on my the horizon is really to really. Uh, attack the campuses over there. We got a three got three campuses in town here. Talk about uh, college? College, yes. Yeah. We got three campuses. We got Florida State FAMU TCC and uh that's been one of my passions is to really impact the the campuses right. you know at the at the level. So, you know, the goal is really to really um uh uh flood our campuses with gospel opportunities. Wow. It really is. It's a big challenge. It is. It is a big challenge too. But I think it's a big. It's a big opportunity. I just. I. You know. When I think about that opportunity, I. I, I see. You know. God. God doesn't. God doesn't lose. Yeah. God doesn't. But see, me like right now would be the time to strike. Yeah. You got new young people coming to these campuses as freshmen. Yeah. And they have not been drawn one yeah. way or the other yet. Yeah. You're, you, you'd be many, one of many mm-hmm. that's vying for their attention. Yeah. And so, 
I don't know how you do this. Well, I, well that's the thing right here. I, I think I think it's it's all relational. Because when I go on a, to a high school campus, guess what it is too? Is you know the kids are not they're not they're not people. Sometimes we think they're the, they're the worst kids in the world, and the, no, they're just really looking for somebody to connect sure. relationally with. Absolutely. Them. And the college kids are the same thing too as well. They get there off yeah. on the campus right there, and they and they get isolated. You and you think you think man the kids, but they're just trying to connect relationally. Yeah. And so we just have to provide the proper relationships in the proper context and the in the proper atmosphere for them to connect neck in a, in, a, in a right way so they can really have a clear view of who God is. But these college students are going to change so much in just a matter of weeks. Yes. From the time that they come on that campus. Absolutely. Two or three weeks down the road, they're, they're going to change a lot. And yeah. They're, and they're going to be pulled. They're influenced. Yeah. They, they're influenced yeah. easy. And so yeah. if, 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 if we're not influencing them, who is? Right, right. And yeah. so and so my, my hope is that we get a chance to be in the right place to be able to, you know, be accessible. Accessible, yeah. right, right? You know, it's right. it's hard to it's hard to influence someone if you're not accessible, right? And so we want to be accessible. So do you all them. go to that? Uh, what's that thing they they have every Wednesday or Tuesday at the Florida State the at the courtyard there? Uh, uh, well, I, I, our students will. Our students okay. will. So, so you have a presence there. Yeah, they, our students have a presence there. We, yeah. I, my hope is 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 this right here to not only reach the the D one athletes at Florida State and be involved in the program, but also you know our intramural sports. Okay, anything that has a sport context, sure. right? We want to have our hands on it, right? right. I, I had a friend of mine that that does ministry on the college campus as well, and and he was telling me about how they do their ministry, and he was saying that you know what we have to go and recruit and find people and invite them to come. I said, no, all we have to do is find the ball. If we find the ball, guess what? We'll find ministry opportunity. And so that's all I'm <laughs> looking like for. That. I like if, that. if folks are get together and they're playing a sport, guess what, man? That you just invited you just invited FCA <laughs> There's to a come ball. and be involved. Yeah, to come and be involved. Just follow the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Brother Kaz, it's time for us to pray. I'm having a great time, but uh, everything comes to an end over along the line. Father God, I'm thankful for Brother Cass McCarvey and, and uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Father, the work that they do. Lord, help them. Lord, anoint them, Lord. Use them for your glory and for your praise. Father, open the doors of opportunity. And Lord God, let the gospel go forth. Father, we just give you glory and praise. We thank you, Father. Father, I pray over this radio audience. Lord, bless them. Father, we pray for our pastors today as we go to our pulpits. And Father God, I pray that the Spirit of God would just sweep across the land. And Lord, we pray for peace. Peace here in America. Peace around the world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Father God, we give you glory and praise. Brother Kaz, it's been great to have you on the show. Thank yes. you so much for taking I know this, I know you are a busy man for you to take the time to come sit down with us. I appreciate it an awful lot. Oh, we are fine. I enjoyed it, Jack. Thank yeah. you. Until next uh, Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.